Welcome to episode 6 of No Brains No Headache podcast. I am your host Jordan. I will be joined shortly with my co-host Matthew. We have a packed show today. We did an interview with Nick Swanson, the general manager of Horns. We had a lot of fun doing that and he joined us for the Olympics of famous people from North Dakota and Minnesota. Criminal of the week as usual. Sports news update. Matt's in charge of trivia this week. Jordan Watches TV is back. And Cleary's comments as usual. Today's episode of No Brains No Headache podcast is brought to you by Herd and Horns, Fargo's best high-end NDSU-themed bar and grill. We talk a lot about Herd and Horns in our interview with Nick, and all I gotta say is if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area, you need to go check it out. They have excellent burgers, they have a strong community sense to how they run their business, and at the end of the day, they're just going to take care of your hospitality. It's the place to be for Bison football game days. So if you're in Fargo, go check it out. Let's get it on. Time for our guest today. He is currently a resident of Fargo, North Dakota, a native of Minnesota, general manager of Herdin' Horns, and music enthusiast who doesn't mind crushing a quick nap at the bar. I want to welcome on Nick Swanson. First of all, Nick, how are you? I'm good, Jordan and Matt. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, we're doing well. Good to have you on today. So how have you been? It's been a while since I've seen you. I've been good. Um, Obviously, working in the restaurant industry was a little tough for a while there. We had to be shut down. We were doing takeout only, so we were on minimum staff working 30 hours a week. So I had a little time to kind of, I was moving, kind of getting my life together. I actually graduate in a week finally, so things are looking up. I'm going to hang around for a year, kind of push the restaurant in a good direction, and then figure out what I want to do with my life. Nice. Well, congratulations on that. How is the restaurant? What's the status of Herdin' Horns? So we are open for dine-in. Um, we are allowed to have gatherings now, which kind of carry us through the summer. Typically, the summer is a slow time since we're right across the street from campus here. Um, with that being said, though, you know, um, grooms, dinners, birthday parties. Uh, we have a baby shower there tomorrow with everyone but the mom drinking a little bit. Um, 50 plus people, you know, going at it at their Captain Cokes. Nothing like getting ready for a baby with that. Um, but it, no, in all, <laughs> in all seriousness, we're rolling out a new menu next week. We're going to dip our toes into a little bit of uh, the entree world. We've got like a meatloaf, uh, chicken and shrimp dinner you know, with rice, uh, meatloaf, and mac and cheese. So a little bit different, a little bit more unique than what we've typically done with bar food. So it's tough for restaurants right now. All I can say is no matter where you're listening from, just support your local restaurants, man. They need you. Um, they appreciate you. They take care of good care of you when you're there. Um, do the same to them when they need you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, could you tell us just like a little bit more about Herdin' Horns? Like when did it start and what's, what's the atmosphere you're after? Yeah, um, so Herd and Horns opened in 2015. I actually started as a server part-time that year. Um, and it's it's kind of, I like to call it a high-end sports bar. I mean, it's not, there's not, there's a few neon signs, but it's not neon signs and jerseys everywhere and tacky posters. It's It's a clean decor. We've got a quality clientele, I'd like to put it. Um, we are a little bit on the higher end of the price range, but you know, you go there, you see people having business lunches there. Um, you never know who's going to show up. I'm going to name drop here. Josh Dumel's been there. Uh, Carson Wentz, Brock Lesnar a handful of times. So you never know who you're going to see there. Um, they come hang out and grab a burger and a beer. Our, our burgers are fantastic. All of our food, uh, Ground beef comes fresh from NDSU right across the street. The butcher was there on his birthday the other day. So um, kind of that sense of community. Everybody knows everybody. So as general manager of what I would assume is a very popular establishment, I have seen it with my own eyes, and it is, <laughs> especially on football game days. And how far are you guys from the Fargo Dome? We're five blocks south from the Fargo Dome on 12th Avenue North, right across from the NDSU Library. Um, yeah. Game day, game days are our bread and butter. I mean, it's all system go. Um, any sports events, we are a sports bar. Um, so you know, the NFL draft film there. We've done a few interviews with players, um, news newscast for with uh, players there. When ESPN comes to town, they'll eat there. It's it's really convenient. It's right down the street. So anytime you're by NDSU, come by and see me. Name drop Jordan or Matt, and I'll be happy to take good care of you. 
since you guys are so close to the Fargo Dome and you said game days are your bread and butter, as general manager of the restaurant, I take it you don't get to watch them? Like, do you ever get to watch the Bison play live? So the last two seasons, no, the last three seasons, I have not gone to a single game but the national championship. <laughs> we're uh, we're full system go. I mean, I, I know the names of the players. You know, I couldn't name a single stat from any of them from a given day or a given season. Um, but a lot of the guys work for me in the summers. A lot of the basketball players, a few of the wrestlers have. So they're all good kids, man. They're really coachable. Um, with that being said, I don't know a lot about the statistics of NDSU football. I am a, I am really proud to be a part of it in the way that I am, though. You know, facilitate a job for the boys for the summer, um, facilitate a place for the fans and the players and parents to go kind of before, after, and during the game and enjoy kind of the pro sports team of North Dakota, or especially Fargo. So what is the national championships like? Like, what's what's the feeling in the air? I love it because we're finally outside. I hate being in the Fargo Dome, I'm not going to lie, just because when it's nice out, you want to be outside. But when you get to go to that game at the end of the year, um, the energy's huge. It's like the whole town travels to Texas. Um, you, you go to any restaurant, you see somebody you know. Um, and that's the great thing about the NDSU and especially Fargo community. Everybody knows everybody. and It is a small community, but everyone kind of bands together behind one thing, and that is the NDSU football team. Like, on game days, I kind of think of it like – I know the Fargo Dome sells out almost every game, if not every game. But when it – like, when the games get done, is there just a wall of people heading to Hearns Horns? Because, I mean, they win damn near every game. So, I feel like the after party just has to be bonkers. So, we've kind of got it down to a science. So, let's say it's a noon game, just for instance. Kind of 10, 11 o'clock, we'll get busy. People will park behind the restaurant because there's a big parking lot there. Leave their cars, uh, grab a burger and a beer if they're not tailgating, then they'll walk to the game. Okay, game starts at noon. We start crushing them by the end of the first quarter or halftime. Mass exodus. Everyone's so messed up from tailgating or drinking all morning. They come to Herd and Horns. They get their food. They get another beer. They're so tired, they go home. The people that lasted throughout the whole game come again after and then we get another rush of parents, players, coaches after that again, uh, uh, some of the sports media. And so we kind of have these waves of we're busy, okay, now no one's here. Okay, we're super busy, okay, now no one's here. And so for a home game, we've almost got it down to that exact science. That sounds like you guys are freaking scientists out there. <laughs> Fargo, not farmers, like everybody else says. <laughs> But that sounds awesome. Like you heard and horns and you have a great system down. It's a great restaurant and bar. I've been there myself. Uh, if anybody's ever out in Fargo, especially on game days, stop by Herd and horns. It's definitely going to be worth your time. Nick, I wanted to get into a few other questions, not regarding necessarily Fargo or Herd and horns. Cause you are only human after all. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so would you say your uh, music savant? I would. I'm kind of like a, a hipster in indie kind of guy. Um, I came from a very diverse family as far as my dad was super, I wouldn't say redneck, but his music taste is definitely more redneck. And my mom was into this, like Florence and the Machine and like the Rolling Stones, which is an Indian hippie. But the combination of all of those kind of blended me into just liking some weird stuff. Yeah. Any examples? <laughs> I don't know. MGMT, Tame Impala. Um, I really like Tyler, the Creator. I mean, you name it. Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm all over the board. Toby Keith, I like just about everything. Well, I'm the same, Nick. Like, I like – anybody likes ask me what kind of music I like, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's really – it's whatever. I like a lot of stuff. I don't like other stuff. So are all those artists – are all those your, like, your all-time favorite artists or are those just what you've been listening to recently? Those are just some off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sitting in my office in my living room right now, and I'm looking around. I see two Tame Impala posters, a Foles poster, Lord Huron, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'd say those are my favorites, kind of what I'm looking at right now. I literally only know Red Hot Chili Peppers, and for that, <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> Lord Huron? <laughs> yeah, Lord Huron. You ever heard of him, Matt? I the, have. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> Get with the program. Um so I, you mentioned your dad, like in his redneck music. I actually partied with your dad one time. Swanee. 
Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, didn't he play ball at one time? He did. My old man played uh, professional baseball with the Twins organization. He made it to high A. Um, my childhood was awesome because when I was playing ball, you know, as a kid, I was mid-2000s when the Twins were just sick. So, you know, Gardy was his coach. Um, Scott Olger. Uh, I met Kirby Puckett. I um, Joe Mays. Puckett. Yep, Joe Mays and I played catch the first time I went to the Metrodome. I think that was like 2002. Do you remember Joe Mays? He was a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, the name is definitely recognizable. So I'm like six or six or seven years old, and I run down onto the field, and we were the only ones in the Metrodome. We got there at like eight or nine a.m. for like a two p.m. game, and my dad's running around with Bill Smith, the GM at the time, looking for me. He goes out to the field, and I'm playing catch with Joe Mays on the field. That's pretty incredible. Did you know yeah, that the president of the Twins went to the same high school that me and Jordan went to? I did not. Yeah, Dave St. Peter. Yeah, and okay. then he went to the same college. I went to the same college as him. So it's a small world. And Jordan's basically Dave St. Peter. I think you guys, Dave St. Peter. <laughs> you guys have elite baseball minds. Yeah. But I, I actually met Kirby Puckett twice in my life. The first time I was four, I got some autographs from him. Him, Corey Kosky, and Jock Jones were in Bismarck. And the second time, uh, Lake Cabin we went to in wisconsin right over the border uh kind of like st croix falls he had a lake cabin like four houses down from the one we were renting and he was there once and then that year he died so i met him once and then oh wow so you made him die yeah but he had a sick lake cabin (laughs) i mean it's, it's not my fault but i can't say that for certain (laughs) that's that's crazy that you both have met Kirby Puckett at one point. Uh, some good stories, Nick. Thanks for the interview questions. Do you want to get into some Olympics of famous people from North Dakota slash Minnesota? Let's do it. So run me through how you want me to do this again. Yeah, so how we do it is if you have, like, a didn't qualify for the Olympics, like somebody, you know, way at the bottom of your list, you can certainly do that. I don't, but Matt does sometimes. And then we work in ascending order. So it's lost in medal round, bronze, silver, gold. And, yeah, there's just famous people from North Dakota and Minnesota. Um, I think we'll let Matt go first, and then you can follow him. I'll start out with my – I don't have one that really sucked because that would have took a lot of, like, deep diving into, like, low-grade celebrities. So I I agree. I I went with – Lost in the medal round, and the only reason he is, it's Steve Zahn from Saving Silverman. Really? Is he from Minnesota? Yeah. So he was the guy that was the uh, animal control guy in Saving Silverman, and the only other role I know him from is Daddy Daycare, just volume of work that I know. That's what I recognize that name from. I know him from Daddy Daycare. I have not seen the other one. Uh, Saving Silverman is a fantastic movie, but it's just like he didn't have the volume of work I wanted. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll put him at <laughs> my honorable mention, basically. All right, Nick, what's your lost in the medal round? I have to put this just because I love the guy. I got to put Sean William Scott. Just made, just did not make the cut from American Pie, uh, Goon, and Role Models. I mean, he went to Cottage Grove High School, same as a buddy of mine. Stifler. That, yeah, Stifler. Did you ever How see could the you rundown? not love him? Did you ever see The Rundown? No, I did not. Oh, it's with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Great film. He's also in Bruce of Hazard with Johnny Knoxville. Not yep. a great film. I thought it was not great. a great film, but it's, it's good. <laughs> all right, Jordan, what do you got? All right, so my lost in the medal round in all of the NDSU listeners jaws will drop to the ground it's Carson Wentz he was born in Bismarck he played for Century High School little fun fact for you Nick no brains no headache podcast fact coming at you Matt and I played t-ball with Carson Wentz so so that's kind of a big deal yeah like at one point we were the same athletic ability if not better than Carson Wentz. I mean, there's two genders on the team. One of them had to make it to the NFL. Yeah, there's only one option. <laughs> is that 
is that the odds in the sports world nowadays? 50% I mean, it's of gingers like 50, make 50-50 odds, and I didn't make it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was impressive that he won the national championships with the NDSU, and then the second overall pick is very impressive. And he is a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he was having a good season until he got injured. Um, and he definitely has the chance to move up my list, but the guy just has grit, plain and simple. Matt, let's get to your bronze. My bronze is Alan Richson. Who the fuck is Alan Richson? Thad Castle. Oh, yes. I, Didn't he don't... go to UND? He's from Grand Forks. From I Grand think. Forks, that's what it is, okay. I know he's from Grand Forks. I didn't really read his Wikipedia that I don't far, think but, he attended UND. But I don't know. I was a huge Blue Mountain State fan when it came out, and he was one of the best characters, and he's hilarious. So I, just, I went with him. Nick, who's your bronze? For bronze, she went to the same elementary school as me years before I did. Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, Ooh. I did not see that one coming. At a left field. <laughs> Where did you go to elementary school since we're talking about it? <laughs> El- Elo Par- Echo Park Elementary School. Go Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> go fucking Penguins. Lindsay Vaughn, do you want to elaborate anymore or just go Penguins? Just go Penguins. I mean, <laughs> that's just a sick mascot. She's a skier. It makes sense. Minnesota, Penguins, Lindsay Vaughn, they all make sense together. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I'm really jealous. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so my bronze medal, it's a North Dakota native reigning out of Carrington, Jim Kleinsaucer. The dude is a brick shit house, okay? He's a wagon. He can he was just a journeyman. He played football, basketball, and track and field for Carrington. Won the 1995 Class B Basketball State Championship. And when I according to his Wikipedia, he still holds records for shot put and discus, which I think is just classic Jim Klein saucer. Just built like a fucking meat fridge and he's just tossing around Heavy items. Uh, and then, yeah, he attended UND. I don't know if you knew that, Nick, but attended UND. So not the only NFL player from North Dakota. Um, <laughs> he was drafted in the second round. And then, yeah, I respect him because he plays fullback. He right. played played fullback. Well, he was tight end, too. He was one of the best blocking tight ends yeah. of all time. No, he, uh, he played for 13 years. He only missed... One season, he missed 15 games to an ankle injury, but, like, that's it for this whole 13 years. So that's really impressive. He played with Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Dante Culpepper, Matt Burke, Adrian Peterson, Brett Favre, just to name a few. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, but my bronze is Jim Saucer. Matt, let's get your silver. My silver medal is out of Austin, Minnesota, John Madden. I had absolutely no clue this guy was from Minnesota, but it is, he's iconic. I mean, you have all the Madden games. Everyone's played them. Yep. You think it's, of NFL football video game. You, yeah. yeah he, he, you com- he commentate, he commentated them like up to like 2008. So, I mean, it's just iconic for my childhood. And probably- Nick, how many times have you met John Madden? Zero. Oh. Unless you count him talking to me through my headphones when I'm playing PlayStation. (laughs) Did you know he was from Minnesota? I had absolutely no idea. That kind of blew my mind for a second there. Blowing my mind, man. (laughs) Who's your uh, silver silver recipient for Olympics of famous people? Mine's got to be Chad Smith, the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, born Uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Did you see the one that looks like Will Ferrell? Yeah, have you seen that drum off on SNL? Yeah, it's awesome. Or whatever it is, Jimmy Fallon maybe? That's hilarious. Yeah. I've probably seen that 30 times just showing people. <laughs> I need to watch it. That's and so- at, at some point, they dub. I'm pretty sure they dub over Will Ferrell's like, drum playing to make it sound better. But he can actually play the drums pretty well for most of that. It's pretty impressive. Well, I I, heard, I saw like a clip of a show like Chad Smith, like someone yelled Will Ferrell and he just like canceled the rest of the show. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. 
So my silver recipient of the Olympics, and mind you, I did like people who were like born and raised and actually like have some loyalty still to their home state. Um, not saying other recipients didn't, but mine's Adam Thielen, born in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. He was a sports star in high school, football, basketball, baseball, and golf, which is pretty fucking impressive. I don't know how you play baseball and golf. Um, yeah, went on to Mankato, then he got undrafted, and he's he was went through the rigmarole with the Vikes. He was signed to the team, then he was cut, then he was signed to the practice squad. That's where he spent his whole 2013 season, and then, yeah, de- debuted the next year, and he's had um, 1,000-plus yard seasons in 2017 and 18. You just got to love the story, so that's why I like Adam Thielen. Nick, are you a big Thielen fan? I am. Um, and what he's doing with the Thielen Foundation, caring about his community with his wife, he's a fantastic guy on a serious note. So that's a great pick. Yep, that's my silver winner. Uh, Matt, let's get on to the gold round for all the marbles. My gold medal, and this is kind of thinking with not my brain, Jessica Beale. I don't hate it. From Minnesota, all I really have on her is she's a fox. All I can think of right now is that scene, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, man. Like, it's like yeah. fresh jello out of the fridge, and you just set it on the table, and it's just... Cake. Yeah. Matt, I don't <laughs> I don't hate that pick. I definitely saw her when I was doing that research, but I don't hate that pick at all. Matter of fact, I respect it a lot. <laughs> all right, who do you got, Nick? I'm going to go with co-gold. My actual gold is Prince. My co-gold is Bob Dylan. My reason being, Bob, and obviously those are pretty, you know, the two most famous musicians, but Bob Dylan doesn't get enough credit this day and age for his kind of pioneering of songwriting. Uh, But, like, how can you not get down to Prince? I mean, if you've ever heard the song Dance, Music, Sex, Romance, if I don't inseminate my wife with that song playing in the background, I'm going to be very upset. I'm glad you set your goals high, Nick. First time <laughs> I, for everything. No, and I, I respect, <laughs> like, I knew uh, I knew when I texted you about this, I was like, I bet he's going to choose Prince, and rightfully so. I don't think you can talk about, like, Minnesota and anything involved without talking about Prince, the co-gold with Bob Dylan. I mean, he was... Yeah, I mean, Prince gets my gold, but, I mean, Bob Dylan just doesn't give enough credit. I'm glad none of you guys had my gold because mine is a citizen and native of Minnesota. Amy Klobuchar. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Swartzen. I mean, come on. How can you not like Nick Swartzen? Born in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. I'm not exactly sure where. Do you know, Nick? And also, are you related? No, we're not. Our names are one letter apart in the last name, but I do not. I have been confused from him, or con- mistaken for him, excuse me, um, not by appearance, but by email when I'm telling somebody I'm from Minnesota and trying to reach out on social media to people, and they get a little confused. That's understandable. <laughs> I honestly It's only happened twice, on but... <laughs> I, put him, I didn't put him on my list because, like, from previous conversations we had like a couple of weeks ago, I felt like you hated him. So I was like, eh, I don't want to step on any toes or anything. Oh, I don't care. I mean, he, he is, is a diehard like, Vikings fan as well. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, absolutely. Did you know he co-wrote Malibu's most wanted? I was not aware of that. Yeah. He co-wrote the screenplay for Malibu, Malibu's most wanted. Um, that's kind of when he started to get recognized. And then he got that Terry role in Reno 911, where he's super Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I remember him. Uh, since then, he's acted in 30 movies and 18 different TV shows. Uh, Grandma's Boy, Benchwarmers, 30 Minutes or Less. Also, a bunch of Comedy Central specials. And like basically any Happy Madison film with Adam Sandler, Nick Swartzman is going to be in it. And yeah, his loyalty and energy to Minnesota is unmatched, so... That's kind of why I put it, put him as gold, but it was, it was just kind of a joke too because he's funny. How many North Dakotans did we have? I had one. I had two, and they were both my lost in medal round and bronze. So. 
Nick, did you go with any North Dakotans? I didn't. I kind of <laughs> went with my Minnesota list. <laughs> I respect that. That's Honestly, the only move. reason I put one North Dakotan in there, I was going to go with Lindsey Vaughn instead of Allen, whatever the fuck his name is. But I just ha- I had to. Yeah, I mean, I have mad respect for Jim Kleinsasser. Just take a look at the guy, and you wouldn't want to be punched in the face by him. Like I was, ex- you know. I was expecting a Wiz Khalifa out of one of you two. I thought Weichel was going to do uh, that. I'm we, not a big rap guy, so. I guess he would be my didn't qualify, because I think he was born, like, on or around the Air Force Base. In, and then immediately in Minot, left. And then, yeah, immediately left. So I yeah. didn't buddy who like left right away well even eminem lived in north dakota for a year so did ronda rousey oh i didn't know that one yes she like trained in jamestown hey nick excuse me for just one second okay we're back (laughs) uh but nick i guess that's all we have for olympics do you have anything else for us i did have one comment on a on the previous show um please I, I spit out my drink actually listening to it. So somebody I can't remember which one of you mentioned a red lobster cheeseburger. Oh, I think that was me. I said you don't go to red lobster and order a cheeseburger. Yeah, you guys were talking about the sauces, I think. Well anyway, so my buddy Bennett and I, who works at the restaurant for me, um we were picking names out of a hat, literally, and we put like six places we were gonna go eat and we're like, okay, like red lobster was one of them. And our friend Corey comes out of the kitchen and he kind of looks at us. He's like, oh, I read, I love Red Lobster. And I'm like, Corey, you don't like seafood. He's like, dude, their cheeseburgers are actually really good. And I started geeking out. And you said that. And like that's happened twice in my life now in the last six months that Red Lobster cheeseburgers have come out. And I just had to, I had to say something. Do you consider them serious competition with herding horns? I have never eaten a Red Lobster cheeseburger. I think I've eaten there once in my life. Really? You should go get some lobster at Red Lobster. It's delicious. I, that's what I go to Vegas for. Go, I'll go eat that in Vegas. You fly to Vegas for lobster? I eat it while I'm there. Me and you have different <laughs> ideas of Vegas. I, mean, I don't think I ate the entire time I was in Vegas. I don't think Michael left the strip club. So That's pretty accurate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> or the we, roulette we... table. <laughs> We did a very bougie Vegas trip for uh, for work one time. That's all I'll say. Nice. Well, maybe we'll have to get into that another time. Thanks for your time, Nick, and everybody. If you're ever out in Fargo, check out Herd and Horns. They'll take good care of you. Nick, let's stay in touch and uh, have a great evening, all right? Thanks for having me, guys. Talk yeah, to you later. Thanks to Nick for that interview. Now let's get into some Criminal of the Week. Matt? This week... Criminal of the Week is actually a pretty good one. Um, last week we had a lot of criminals. This week is, I only kept it to one. And if you have Twitter, social media, you know what I'm talking about. His name is Kyle Douglas Hadala for donkey punching Dallas Goddard in an Aberdeen, South Dakota bar. When I first saw it, I thought that he was in Philadelphia. I was like, that's just Philadelphia getting cold clogged. That's just Philly for you. But no, he was in South Dakota, arguably the worst Dakota. It is. And it's like the video is just crazy because he gets clocked and that guy is unconscious. My mind is just all it can go to right now is, did you know that South Dakota once had a, a Department of Transportation campaign that said, don't jerk and drive and they meant like if you're about to smoke a deer don't jerk and drive not their their marketing campaign sucks they had last year i don't know if you remember it it was meth were on it what do you think of when you hear don't jerk and drive beef jerky exactly i mean you're just slapping your salami as you're going down the road i mean i'm sure it happens but think of this before you make a marketing campaign Back to Dallas Goddard. Who says he didn't have it coming? I don't. The video is pretty telling. I have not seen the video. Okay, he's literally standing there talking to someone, and this guy's from California comes up and just socks him. And then does he skedaddle? No, like a bunch of people like come in. I think like his Dallas Goddard's girlfriend, wife was like checking on him. He's unconscious. This guy must have had a hell of a punch because. 
if Dallas Goddard is playing in the NFL, he has to have, I mean, decent size. Am I wrong? Uh, he's from South Dakota. He's got no chin. Everyone knows people from North Dakota can take a punch. Yeah, he's got to build up those muscles shoving out those grain bins every summer. So Sometimes you just got to ram your face into someone's fist. You know, North Dakota's grain is bigger, I think I heard once. You have no idea, do you? I never heard that. Well, Criminal of the Week goes out to Mahatma Gandhi or whoever. <laughs> Kyle Douglas Hadala. Yeah, Gandhi. Punching people in South Dakota. You should know better. Let's get on to some sports news, Matthew. All right, the two sports news I have this week, I think you have some MLB stuff, but I I have some just kind of weird sports news. It's not really like... Let's get to it. Okay. Kobe Bryant's pilot of the helicopter may have been disoriented, was the headline I read. The dude hit a mountain. What do you mean he may have been disoriented? No no shit he was disoriented. He ran into the side of a goddamn mountain. I know. It was like, well, thanks for that. But it's like, it's crazy that it's like, oh yeah, this guy might have been, he started going down when he thought he was up. I'm like, well, he's an experienced helicopter pilot. I feel like that's... Who pays these people to write these stories? All that is is clickbait right there. Because you have the name Kobe Bryant. You got the word pilot. Got the word disoriented. Like, no fucking shit he was disoriented. I mean, sad to see it happen, but holy cripes, there was a mountain there, dude. Well, the, the other news that came out today was Big Ben Roethlisberger. Ben. Came out as he was addicted to alcohol and porn, which I was like, okay, I mean, like, yeah, he found God and married someone Jordan thought. To give the listeners a visual, I have... I have risen my hand as if I'm in elementary school. Um, are we surprised? Absolutely not. I was about to say, like, is this a surprise? Like, the dude who crashed his motorcycle, I'm pretty sure he had some allegations against him for other harassment cases. Twice. Twice, so... But this one, it gets even weirder. For some reason, they interviewed Stormy Daniels, who is notorious for banging Donald Trump, saying that she denied him, I think in like 2010 or something. It's okay. like how someone that just slops around with Donald Trump's salami and in his whitey tighties denies Ben Roethlisberger, reevaluate your life. I mean, all I gotta say is the recent pictures I've seen of Big Ben, the dude looks great, so... I don't know if he's... No? Are no. you... He looks like a caveman. He weighs like 400 pounds. No, he looks rejuvenated. He looks ready to come back. What are you talking about, Matt? Didn't you see the haircut video? He got a haircut, so there's no more caveman. Oh, so he's good at football now. Yeah, he is. He's back, dude. Whatever. Juju. Aboard the Juju train. All right. <laughs> On to the MLB. All I basically have is... Apparently, they have come to an agreement. Is that accurate, Matt? It's accurate. They're going to report to camp July 1st, start a 60-game season on the 24th. Yep. Which is a lot better than my prediction because earlier this week for sports news, I had in my notes, the MLB is never coming back and was just completely wrong. I was kind of, I mean, let's just take this with a grain of salt. Who says that this doesn't get botched in a week or two? I mean, uh, I think they agreed to it, so it's you, happening. You get a heavy media headline of some coronavirus outbreaks, and but you got Manfred, who's just the biggest fucking stooge in the world. So yeah, they'll have thirty roster spots to start. Um, at a certain point, they'll move to twenty-six. Extra innings will start with a runner on second base. Thoughts on that? I did not know that. That is insane. I'm pretty sure. I like it though. Yeah, extra innings. They got a guy in second to fire it up. They should have just loaded the bases full count. Off the top of your head, who are you pinch running right now? I have to go Albert Almoro. I was going to say Bartolo Colon, but they'll also have a universal. I would designated... rather have Albert Almoro in a wheelchair over El- Bartolo Colon running the bases. The MLB will also have a universal designated hitter. 
the trade deadline is looking to be August 31st. And then the postseason will just be a standard 10-team postseason. So as of now, what is it, June 22nd-ish, baseball is back, could you say? Matt is wearing his Cubs jersey. He's wearing his Cubs hat. What are your thoughts on baseball being back? Who's going to win it? Who's going to win the Corona year? I think it's got to be the Cubs. Because you will never forget it. It's got to be the Cubs. I mean, we got basically the same roster as we do last year. Yeah, they were really good last year. All right, for all the fans out there, me and Jordan went to Wrigley, and Jordan fanned on a home run ball. I think this has already been said, but I will bring it up again. So you're saying I'm not a fan because I fanned on Juan Soto's home run ball. I would have had to throw it back anyway, Matt. Well, that you know, cable, you know, Cubs games are on cable television. I can't be, I can't be out there throwing it. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? All right, welcome to trivia this week. This week we're doing it a little different. I'm gonna test Jordan on if a person is dead or alive. It's a celebrity that. A lot of people don't know are dead. Or alive. Or alive. I think I got it. Let's just get right into it, Matt. No, oh. no Vaseline. Let's get it on. The first one, Whitney Houston. Dead. Final answer. That's right. Second one, Bob Newhart, otherwise known as Papa Elf from the movie Elf. This is a tough one. He is Bob Newhart, also deceased he is alive ah. he, he must be like 100 he's at least 135 next one carl reiner otherwise known as saul from oceans 11 dead he is also alive one for two i'm th- I'm, I'm three for three on dead guesses though john denver uh he is dead he is dead 1998 hit a fucking mountain with a plane <laughs> Oh, Kobe himself. Yikes. <laughs> All right. So Jordan is, what, two for two? two yes, for, I'm yeah. two. No, mark it down. Yep. I'm two for four. I'm I am four for four on dead guesses. On to five. All right. Brittany Murphy. Dead. Okay. Oh. I was going to say the blonde no, from 8 Mile. Yeah, she gets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three for five. Let's go. All right. Simon Helberg. Otherwise known as Howard from Big Bang Theory. I don't know who that is. He's the one who has all the... Yeah, he is alive. Damn it. Four for six. Fred Willard. He played Ed Harkin in Anchorman. Oh, he's alive. He's super dead. I said played. Well, I guess... Uh, but How does played imply I, that I, he I died? Well, he's, he's dead, so now you're an asshole. Mike's... Okay. So I'm four for fucking seven... The last one, Lisa Robin Kelly, who played Lori from That 70s Show. Who? Is that the mom? No, it's Eric's sister. I feel like she should be alive, but my guess is dead. Super dead. Super dead. She loved drugs. So do I, do I get it right? Even though I guess dead and you said super dead? No, that would be five. That's yeah. five for eight. Five for eight, not bad. Okay, Matt may have some problems because he just marked down five tallies but on the fifth one he didn't cross the other four it's very alarming as a close friend let's get into jordan watches tv as you know i like to watch tv just like the rest of america so i binged a few shows on netflix the first show is battlefish matt do you know what battlefish is i watched the first episode what was the highlight of the first episode, would you say? The guy drags one out of the water and swings it around and hits the captain in the face <laughs> with it. And it's just like, kind of like, hold your breath on what he's going to do. And he's just like, Jesus Christ! And just like, walks away. I'm just like, Ooh. So Matt's preview is pretty spot on. It's a reality TV show about albacore tuna fishing off of the Oregon slash Washington coast. Uh, it takes place in... Ilwaco, Warrington, and Westport. Pretty sure I looked up all of those, and they have one in Oregon and in Washington, so I'm very confused. Well, the, the season's pretty crazy, too, because the season doesn't start until the first person catches a fish. 
Yeah, because they migrate over from, like, Japan or some shit. Yeah, so it's like, they're basically just waiting. So you want to be the first one to get out there, but you also need to be out there when it starts. It's a, it's a crazy show. So basically how I first described it when I told Matt about this is, it's Deadliest Catch Without the Crabs meets Wicked Tuna meets Wolf of Wall Street meets Netflix. Now, I say Wolf of Wall Street just because they're constantly chiefing down cigarettes. Uh, They're never sleeping, and they're just crazy people in general. So that's why I say Wolf of Wall Street. They have to be doing drugs, but it's definitely behind the scenes. Uh, So just a run-through of, like, the boats. One boat is TNT. The captain is Carl. This guy seems like he never eats food. He just kind of looks cracked out all the time. But I kind of respect it. Uh, him and Thomas and Thor. The guy does an excellent Thor impression. They're easily my favorite boat. They're got to be in their 20s. And they sleep on a pile of blankets under the stairs. Or when they do sleep. And it's just greasy in general. When Carl does like those interviews like in a reality TV show. He just always has this fucking smirk on his face like he's up to no good. Yeah, they uh, they take poops off the deck, also known as the poop deck. So Nothing more freeing than just ass over the side, just dumping some diarrhea into the... Yeah, so like I'd say they're like a mid-level uh, tuna fishing boat in the sense of like how much they pull in for revenue. But they're easily my favorite really likable guys this next boat matt i know you love a good pun it's named opportuna t so if that doesn't make you want to drown yourself i don't know what will i love puns but these guys make me want to hate puns the first episode i watched everyone hates them they basically use a speedboat to catch tuna yeah so they're they're a real group of boy scouts is like is how i like to describe them it's four dudes who own the company, and how they do it is they use a speedboat, and they catch these fish and bring it back, like, right away, and then, like, they load this shit up in a truck and sell it to the markets for a higher price, but also their fuel costs are through the roof. I know one episode they said they went through $1,200 worth of fuel in one day. Um, I hate these guys because they're always giving each other nugs. Matt, nugs. Um, yeah, they're always doing that shit. They basically look like a bunch of dads. It's like the four dads who coach their son in like every fucking single sport. He's like, yeah, I'm the quarterback's coach of my fifth grade fa- yeah. midget, midget football league. Yeah, every sport, these they're like the douchey dads who coach. Um, yeah, they use a yellow speedboat. And the most obnoxious part about them is they wear matching neon like yellow slash green, like waterproof bibs. It just, these guys really just grind me up a wall, drive me up a wall. Um, moving on to Judy S. I guess that'd be my second favorite. Their captain is Bill. He's a super fucking like hippie dude. <laughs> is, is that the guy that like they had the greenhorn? Yeah, yeah. No, let me get to it. So they had a guy who was a greenhorn, and that just means, like, it's your first job on... I love how we say greenhorn like we know what they're talking about. Yeah, greenhorn. One such <laughs> greenhorn today, but what's for another day? And they so they fire this guy after their first trip, and it was also the same day he found out the sex of his baby. Was it the guy with the straggly beard? Yeah, and he was just always complaining. Like, this dude was loony. He was a ticking time bomb. And when I say loony, I don't mean the Canadian currency. Yeah, he was just a nutcase. But, yeah, he was super blindsided. He was, like, all excited to see his baby mama and find out the sex or whatever. And, yeah, they come on board, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's the sex? And he tells them it's a boy, and he's like, Oh, right on. Well, anyway, uh, this isn't working out, so see you. So he gets canned, and yeah, it's super awkward. The camera just shows him walking away with a garbage can of shit, and it's just... Well, what do you carry your stuff in? What, a, a garbage can? I don't carry my luggage in a garbage bag. I think, I think I'm going to start carrying it in a garbage can everywhere I go. Just to piss me off? Yes. Well, I also saw one of them, I don't know if it was, I think it's the guys that are under 30, they had a, they were like 
tying off or they were getting ready to go out and they're like clear and the one guy had it on the front and the guy on the back nope, had the that's rope. that's the next boat but continue oh, okay yeah they they were like clear and the guy had his boat still tied up and he's like you don't say clear when i still have my <laughs> rope he's like yeah but mine was clear he's like yeah but you don't say that and they were just yelling at each other i'm like well this is gonna go terribly yeah so ladies and gentlemen i present to you the ashley nicole boat I didn't know you just named them after your favorite porn stars, but apparently that's how they roll out in Oregon. Yeah, the captain is Justin, who you were talking about, and Jim was the guy who says, clear, he's the deckhand. <laughs> this boat is just absolutely terrible at fishing. That's basically like the college friends. That's like if me and you and we grabbed like Ryberg and Averly and are like, let's go fish some tuna. Yeah, basically. Like, I think we would do better than these guys, and I will get to the results once I'm done explaining these boats. So Justin is just an arrogant captain who thinks he knows fucking everything because he's a Purple Heart recipient. Now, I'm not begging on military personnel or Purple Heart recipients. Respect. That's awesome. Respect for sure. But he just he's such a dickhead. Um, they also fire their deckhand very early on. You want to know for what? For being fucking wasted. Oh. <laughs> they... they or like, yeah, he's drunk right now. They take they, the camera pans over to this guy. He's got his eyes are going like every which direction, and they're trying to like talk to him, and like he can hardly formulate a sentence. <laughs> and is he working or is this at night? Like this is after they come back from a trip, and like they're on land, they're inland, and yeah, they're like, okay, now's the time to fire him, and yeah, he can't even like stand up straight. I guess it'd be weird to fire someone when you're, like, what are they, like, 30 miles out on the coast? Like, yeah, yeah no, you're fired, yeah, but you can stay around for a while. That's why you wait till you come back to the dock in the bay. Uh, yeah, this guy was so drunk. Like, he's just smoking his cigs down to his filter. And the captain, Justin, who's the arrogant prick, he says he will never, ever have him on board again. And in the last episode, what does he do? He hires him for the last trip for the, for the season. Matt, they didn't catch a single fish on that trip. <laughs> yeah. Like good business, I guess. And at one point, Justin, the captain, he has to be inland for his son's birthday. And so he hires another captain named Josh. And he's, like, not much older than us. Like, he's right around our age, 20s. This guy, like, the boat starts to, like, break down. And they're, like, I don't know how far south of where they're at. Let's just say 100 miles south. The dude just decides to park it at the closest port and then abandons his boat and leaves and never comes back. Gotta respect it. Yeah, so it's definitely entertaining. Check out Battlefish. Um, And yeah, the last boat they have is the Intrepid. This is a $30,000 boat that was built in like 1920. And yeah, the captain is a moron and he walks like I've never seen anybody walk so fucking weird. That whole intrepid boat was just a fucking mess, so I'm not going to touch on it. But, Matt, I have the season totals here of how everybody did as far as cash is concerned. So the Judy S had $240,000. How long would you say this season is? It's got to be like a couple of months. Yeah, maybe a month or so. Opportuna T raked in 230k. TNT, our boys, they did 106k, but they're also sleeping on fucking blankets under the stairs. I feel like their costs have to be so much with fuel and well, stuff. Well, this is just revenue, so oh, this okay. isn't like profit. Um, the yeah, in- but still, it's like... The Intrepid, the shitty boat I was talking about, they actually like salvaged the season and pulled in 25k. And the Ashley Nicole... You know that boat I'm talking about with the arrogant prick and the guy says clear and they're not off? Do you want to guess how much they brought in? I want to it's, say it's less than 25k. Oh, I was going to say zero, but... What's less than 25? It's between $1 and 25k. 22 Thousand? Yeah. $1,300. $1,300. <laughs> In tuna, so they caught like four fish all season. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, Battlefish on Netflix, check it out. It's definitely bingeable. It's very entertaining. 
The other show I just briefly watched and I just briefly wanted to touch on is Alone. Matt, have you ever seen Alone? I did watch the first season of it when it was on History Channel, like way back when, and I only watched one episode. What happens in that episode? So they, they go through and it's all these survival experts like, yeah, I'm going to take this and this, and they're all showing off like what they're going to do and what they've done. And then you get this guy. They drop him off. And it couldn't be more than, like, 15 minutes. He's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Is it calls it? Yeah, it's like, calls it in the boat's, like, still in, like, boat's, like, 30 feet from the shore. They're like, yeah, we're still right here. He's like, I just realized how alone I was, and I, I don't think I can do it. Well, that's the name of the show, Alone. But, yeah, basically Alone, if you haven't heard of it, it's 10 survival experts. Was it 10 in season one? Survival. Yeah, yeah. Ten survival experts. Uh, basically, they go to different parts of the world. I don't know. Uh, it's season six on Netflix is the one I watched, and they get a certain amount of like tools they can bring, and it's very simple. Basically, whoever stays the longest gets wins, and uh, and yeah, the winner. His name is Jordan. Surprise, surprise. The dude shoots a moose with a longbow. Like, it's not a modern archery bow. It's a longbow. And he kills a fucking wolverine with a hatchet. And yeah, he wins. There is some loony people on that. Like, four days in, some guy breaks his ankle, but you don't, like, see anything about it. And then there's, like, a woman on there who was, like, said she has been constipated for, like, 14 days, which I just find... Last week I didn't shit for four days. And okay, forget I brought that up. But yeah, she had a very epic rant, and it is kind of sad that they pull some people from the game who still want to play. But it's very entertaining. Battlefish and Alone. They're both available on Netflix. Matt, are you ready for some Cleary's comments? I am. I have some doozies this week. You better because. I don't know, we might have to change this to Weichel's words if this isn't good. The first one is, I saw that there was an article that you can go up in a balloon. It's a hot air balloon? No, it's a startup company that you can go into space in a balloon for $125,000, but they don't really have a lot of, like, infrastructure, so you're basically paying $125,000 to die. I, I could not think of a worse way to spend your money. Yeah, it's, it's like the worst startup of all time. It's like, yeah, we have a bunch of weather balloons. Is, is this like a party city balloon? Is it a hot air balloon? I think it's a bunch of weather balloons. You like go up and like, how do you get down? Like, what are you shooting with a BB gun? I don't think that's how it works in space. I don't think BB guns work at all in space. Are you an astronaut now? I just, you gravity and shit. All right, we're going to move on from that one. My next one, I saw grown-up Lunchables. It's a steak, a potato, and two beers. Did you just say potato? <laughs> potato. 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 That's something, I mean, you can't really do it in North Dakota or Minnesota unless you put it in the liquor section, but honestly, if you did that, you'd probably make quite a bit of money. Yeah, are, people, those, are, those, are those pounders in there? Did you say that? No, I think it's just two, two 12-ounce beers. Well, they should do pounders, and then I'm very intrigued. No, no, those are sweet. Yeah, it's, like, it's a great I don't, idea. I don't, like, I don't know if I can agree with that comment. You kind of just broke news there. So, All right, my next one. This is actually a comment. Ham is an underrated lunch meat. Cold cut on sandwiches. I, I'm going to be neutral on this. I respect a good ham on a good if it's, sandy. If it's thick cut crab, like from or thick crab. cup crab, ham. Matt, pull it together. Let me grab another beer. Hold on. But if you got ham from Easter or Thanksgiving, it's good. Like the thick cut stuff, but the thin cut stuff, I think it's just overrated. Wait, you just said ham is underrated, and now we're taking a very harsh twist. Ham is overrated? Oh, over overrated. Sorry if I said underrated. You said underrated. Okay, wildly overrated. 
It sucks if you get it at Subway. Matt, how many beers have you had today? A couple? Uh, is this called Cleary's Drunk Dials? Or is it Cleary's Comments? I mean, most of the time when I write these down, I'm pretty fucking wasted, so... Can I throw one in there? Yeah, hit me. Okay, here's my Cleary's Comment. Three ways from Wednesday. Also known as three ways from Sunday. Do you know what it means? And if so, elaborate. No. Three ways from Sunday. Three ways. I, I have it as three ways from Wednesday, but I heard it's three ways from Sunday. Is that when you black out for like four straight days and you think it's another day? I, it could be. That's why we're opening up the platform for discussion. So find out what that means. Do you know what it means? I'm asking you. Oh, you... I thought you had, like, an idea of what it was. I'll read you verbatim what I have. Three ways from Wednesday. Ask Matt if he knows what it means and elaborate. Three ways from Wednesday? I don't know. It's like... It's like I'm fucking shit six sheets to the wind. Wasted? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to mark that as a loss. Matt? My next one, Stephen Hawking sucks. Okay, I need more substance. Okay, I went in a rabbit hole of YouTube videos. Classic. Watched a Stephen Hawking kind of thing. Jordan's like spilling his beer all over himself right now. But yep. So Stephen Hawking is in a wheelchair and I can't need, really speak. Okay, I need more substance divorced, than that. Divorced his wife. Married his like wet nurse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Stephen Hawking has romantic relationships and I can't even get a text back. Yeah, it's troublesome. Wow. And going on, his wet nurse that he, like, I don't know if he married What's a wet nurse? That kind of sounds hot. I want one. Basically sponge baths him because he can't move. I want one now. Ended up beating the shit out of him. It was not proven. Did he want that to happen? I have zero I would. I would let a wet nurse beat the shit out of me, personally. All right, I'm going to move on, because Stephen Hawking sucks. This is my idea that I have. Since the Statue of Liberty is technically in New Jersey, where sports gambling is legal, why don't they put a kiosk to bet on sports on that island? On, uh, what's the island called? Is it Ellis Island? No. Okay. It's in between New York and New Jersey, but it's technically in New Jersey. So you're saying put a betting kiosk you get at s- the Statue of Liberty? You get so many people that come out to see there? I'm pretty sure we just invented tourism and gambling. Yeah, it's like... Uh, why like we just invented those. Why don't you have, like, those mall kiosks where you can just, like, oh, yeah... Oh, there's a guy taking bets. Yeah, let me throw down $80. Uh, who knows if the Statue of Liberty is going to be up next week. Matt, can I talk to you about your nicknames? Yes. Okay. Matt changed his Twitter name, or whatever, I guess, to Globs. Do you care to talk more on that? So Globs is an internet game. Fun as hell. Probably going to play a little tonight. You basically... It's hard to explain, but definitely... No, I, I, want, I want the nickname explanation. I, don't I was the, the only one that played it in high school, and I always like played it. Like, you were the only person basically. in all of high school yes. that played Globs. Yeah, and so... Do we have analytical information to prove that? So people started calling me Globs. I have known you for 20 years, and I've never called you Globs, and I still haven't. Dan Kovar calls me Globs. Scott calls me Globs. Are and they... what they say is two people's a nickname. I've heard that before, so Globs. Yeah, well. What other nicknames you got for me? Uh, you called somebody a stooge earlier in the show, and you also called me a stooge on Twitter and to my face and via text. What is a stooge? A stooge is someone that's a sellout. A sellout? I think it's a dumb idiot person. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's stooge is everything. Stooge is an ultimate insult. It's coming up hot. How but, can it be an insult if I don't even know what it means? Yeah, well, it hurt your feelings, so it clearly did not. That's why I'm asking now in Cleary's comments. Do you have any more? Because I have one after this, but I want to save it for the end. I have one now. Then you can do yours. Okay, and then I got one for the end. 
I recently watched another YouTube video about the War of the Worlds. When did that happen? You know, the, the movie with Tom Cruise? When did that happen? In like 1940-something, there was a radio show saying like, oh yeah, aliens are attacking, and people started throwing themselves out windows because they thought it was actually real. Okay, War of Worlds. I'm following you so far. So these radio people started reading a story, and people thought it was for real. No, I, I got that. What's the clearest comment? It's crazy. That people jumped out of buildings back for, in the day over aliens? Yeah. I don't know, man. Aliens is nothing to fuck around with. Luckily, I saw the movie Signs as a young child, so I understand aliens. That's, that's fucked up. Excuse me. And that's all they... That's all they did back in the day was listen to the radio. My clearest comment is... Remember when Marshawn Lynch said, check your chicken and mentals? <laughs> yeah, I had zero idea what that meant. Okay, I'm here to elaborate it for you, and we're going to go over them. So chicken, I believe, stands for financial freedom. Like, what are your finances like? Chicken, what's your money like? Are you asking me what my money's like? How's your chicken? Yeah, how's your chicken? Good. Not great. I'm trying to buy a house. I'm broke. You're trying to buy Did you not buy the house? Oh, I definitely bought the house. So you bought the house. You're not trying to buy the house. Yeah. That's an investment, though. That's solid. Yeah. Chicken, okay? Can we say it's okay? I'm good with chicken. All right. For me, I guess the chicken is, you know, could be better, but I'm not complaining. You can't take it to the grave with you. And the other thing he said was mentals. Now, mentals, I believe, means your brain health, physiologically, as well as, like, mentally. And you could also throw in your whole body. So, Matt, how are the mentals? I don't know if you know me, which I know you do. You know I'm... I don't, because you were nicknamed Blobs, and I've known you for 20 years, and I never heard this nickname until fucking last week. They also call me the ghost, but... Okay, I just heard that now. Yeah, definitely. My mentals, they're going... But they're good. So I, I just, you know, keep an eye on your chicken and mentals. I just wanted to remind everybody It's like everybody a train that's that. going really fast, but it could derail at any moment. Your mentals? I thought we were talking about your mentals. My mentals are pretty good. Oh, I okay. enjoy doing the podcast. The podcast brings me happiness. So I enjoy doing it. Mentals, good. Chicken could be better. Your chicken, okay. Mentals, okay. My last clear Oh, wait. Com- also, I'm sorry, but I'm probably going to name it my fantasy football team. Week one, chicken and mentals. Not changing it until I lose. Sorry. Which will be after week one. Well, then I'll change it. This one applies to both of us so much so that one time I was talking to Jordan. He was coming over to drink. No. And Jordan said the phrase, and I'm quoting, grab the whiskey... And start double-bagging garbage bags. And this has been a staple of our friendship for years. Yeah, I mean, there might be a couple of listeners out there who know exactly what we're talking about. Basically, we were, you know, young college adolescents, and... You could have said this last week, and I would have done the yeah, same thing. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, basically, if I ever text anyone ever saying, start grab, grab the whiskey, or... Start double bagging garbage Start bags. Start double bagging garbage bags. I'm just planning for the future. It's okay? on. You know, I don't want there to be a single liner in the garbage bag when, you know, you've had a little too much whiskey at the end of the night. I'm just looking out for the cleanliness of everyone. And yeah, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. So everybody take care of your chicken and mentals. Uh, double bag garbage bags if you're going to start drinking. Time to clear up any fallacies. I only have one from last week. When Matt and I were discussing the proper amount of water one should intake every day, at one point I said 8 times 8 equals 84, when in fact it equals 64. So I sincerely apologize to those who I offended. I My miscalculation will never go unforgived, but hopefully you can find it in your heart to do so. I uh, want to say thank you to Nick and Herdenhorns for being part of today's show. Feel free to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
You can follow the podcast on Twitter, NBNHpod. Feel free to follow Matt or myself. Next week, we will do something for the 4th of July, since that is coming up. But until then, everybody Wang Chung tonight. Chubby old groundhog, broken bullfrog.